Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the reaction episode, Indiana. Okay, let's get all this stuff out of the way so I can gush. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, okay. Focus, Adam, focus. All right, go to YouTube. I will, I, okay, oh, never mind, I'll get to that in a second, uh, go to YouTube, like and subscribe, I will, I promise I will put videos up there, I have some there right now, please like those, I need to get seen, trust me, they're coming, okay, go to social media, go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and the Michigan Maniac Podcast Facebook fan page, and the Instagram like those things. Enjoy those. I enjoy that too. I get to know you guys from there. Also, I will be live tweeting every game from here on out. I may even do it in basketball season. I'm not sure. I'm starting to like this live tweeting stuff during a game. A lot of fun. I think if you've participated, a few of you have, which is fantastic. Uh, I think you'll see we have a good time. Uh, we have a good time regardless because we're fucking Michigan maniacs. This is how we do this. So, uh, also, before we get going, um, go to the Michigan Maniac fan page, leave a review, or go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, same thing, and leave a review there. Then DM me, either on the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page, or on the Instagram, and I leave your full name, your address, and what platform you put the review on, and I will happily send you a sticker. Now, before we get into the reaction episode, there's one thing that annoys me, and uh, which is leading to this promotion, uh, I would say contest, I guess, in a way. Um, but here it is. All right. I was, I guess I'm kind of vain, I will say. Uh, and I've been listening to other independent Michigan, uh, podcasts I have. And boy, you guys are lucky. <laughs> I am way more entertaining than most of these fools. Uh, but one really kind of got to me because he has over a thousand people who have, <laughs> subscribe to his YouTube and it is one of the worst narratives I mean he's no good I, I so boring and he, it's just the worst takes I've ever heard but a thousand people seem to fucking subscribe and then you think well maybe they just subscribe and they don't fucking watch he's got like a thousand views on all his lame ass take videos they're awful so it made me think, I am better than this guy. I know. You're getting into the deep brain of this narcissist here. I, I get it. I, this is how I feel. So, I created this other promotion. Now, this involves two things. You need to have a Twitter account. If you don't have one, get one. Uh, two, the five Michigan maniacs that get... The most people to uh, follow me on Twitter and also subscribe to 
the the podcast and start listening on a regular basis, right? So I'm not going to measure how often they listen, right? I'm just not going to do that. But if you get them to post on Twitter with your name, so hashtag whatever your handle name is on Twitter, the five people who get the most people to do this and hit me up on Twitter, I will give them five t-shirts. That's right. I have come, or at the end of this year, I will have a little bit of extra money because of some other fantastic things that have been going on in my life. And I am going to do this. I'm going to buy five Michigan Maniac t-shirts. And for the five people who get the most people outside of the Michigan Maniac universe, so any Michigan fan you have, get them to hashtag your name in a tweet to me. And I will keep a record of that. And the five people who do it by the beginning of next year, so January 1st, I will go ahead and then send out five t-shirts to the people who do that. I am serious about this. I want to grow this podcast. I believe I give you a pretty good show. And if this one guy has a show that is so bad and he's got a thousand fucking people who subscribe and watch his dumbass shit, I I have got to I have got to beat this. Like I know it's competitive. I know it's narcissistic. I know it's a bit crazy. But fuck it. I give you a better product and you guys deserve a fucking present and just a little bit of a reward for actually going out and getting people to tweet me with your handle, of course, right? Do it. So I'm at Michigan Maniac Podcast. It's easy to find me on Twitter, whatever. Okay. Now let's get into this fucking show. Holy shit. Fucking... This is the big game. I'm sorry, big game, pregame. What am I doing? I'm a little gooned. Uh, The reaction episode, Indiana. God damn, I'm good. I hate to say it, but didn't I call it? I told you. I told you this was not going to be a close game. I predicted 38-10. 39-14 final score. I told you this was how it's going to play out. If Michigan was a serious contender to beat Ohio State, this was going to happen. I said we were not going to lose another game. We have one more to prove me right. One more. Now, granted, that's one hell of a fucking game. But Penn State, by the way, with a true freshman quarterback, showed us how to beat this team. And with all the fucking weapons we have, that shit's going to happen. I told you this was going to happen. I told you. This Michigan team is not like any other Michigan team we have ever seen under the Jim Harbaugh era. Even the 2016 team that put in something like 11 drafted and 19 overall into the NFL. Now, I'm sure they're not all still there. But still, they went in. I think 11 drafted in the NFL. That 2016 team was still not as good as this team is this year. 
I know I sound crazy, but it's true. This team is more focused. This team is taking it serious. I don't know what cancers we've had in the last couple years in that locker room that have fucked up the chemistry of our football team. I don't know who it is, and I don't really want to know because I still want to love this team and the people who came from it in those last three to four years of Harbaugh's era, right? I don't want to know, but I'm telling you, this team is different. This team is focused. This team is ready to kick motherfucking ass, and they did it once again today. They're not Alabama that put 66 on West Carolina. They beat up on a fucking 7-3 and three fucking Indiana team. Granted, I told you they were no good. I told you they weren't as good as the record said, and I showed you the teams they played. They weren't as good. They're the fat guy in the gym who's been working out for about a couple weeks and he's starting to see that firmness that tautness and he thinks he's less flabby and less smushy than he really is this team is as smushy as a team as you get we knocked out what all of their wide receivers at one point in time yeah wop Villior, the guy who is basically an Italian slur, that's a, that's a racial slur for where I came from. My grandmother, if you put dirty in front of WAP, that's what I've been called my whole fucking life. Uh, from the dining room, hey, you dirty WAP, get your ass in here. That's a fucking racial slur. And that's that kid's first fucking name? Why are they just, why, why can't there be a white guy called Cracker Johnson? Hey, Cracker Johnson, get your ass over here. Hey, Cracker Johnson's the best wide receiver in fucking Indiana history. It's a racial slur. Wop failure? Are you kidding me? I'm glad he we didn't have to knock him out. But every other dude we knocked out, what is that, Hendershot? He did all right. But that uh, Fry Fogel, who? What are you, a folk song, you fucking motherfucker? We knocked you out. We knocked out Stevie Johnson or Stevie Ray Smith or whatever the fuck his stupid name is. The little running back. And once again, I told you, we need to stop the run. Stop the run and make Peyton Ramsey beat us, right? Every other podcast I listened to said, no, we need to be, we need to be worried about all these wide receivers and Peyton Ramsey, they're so good. No, motherfucker, no. You know what makes a great pass game good? A fucking running threat. You don't have a running threat, then you don't got to worry about the fucking pass game. Now, we may have to do that against fucking Ohio State, even though Justin Fields ain't no great passer. Oh, he's all right. But no, without Dobson, Justin Fields ain't shit. All he is is a fucking darker-skinned Peyton Ramsey. That's all that motherfucker is without Dobson. The real threat to Ohio State is Dobson. So let's get off that fucking team because I got the big game pregame coming up this week. And we'll talk about that fucking team. We're winning that game, motherfuckers. Um, Sorry, I am shot out of the cannon. I am. It is so good to finally see this team play to the fucking just to how you imagined it in your head. When you heard Speed and Space, and you heard fucking Shay from last season, who did a pretty good job, and you're like, oh, Shay in a fucking offense that really suits who he is, and we got fucking Nico Collins and DPJ and fucking Tariq Black and Ronnie Bell and Sanders still coming up in the fucking spring and all these motherfuckers, Giles Jackson, Cornelius Johnson... 
We're like, God damn, Eric, oh, we're fucking going to kill it, right? This is finally what the last two weeks is exactly what I expected from this fucking team. How about Nico Collins finally showing, finally getting, actually not just showing, getting the opportunity to finally show everybody that he is the greatest wide receiver we've had in a long, long fucking time and we just wasted his talent for about two to three years, right? Because Nico Collins, what, six for 165 and three motherfucking touchdowns. An average of 27.5 yards per catch. That dude is a motherfucking stud. Now, granted, to me, it looked like Indiana recruited a bunch of small people, little people, midgets, whatever you want to call them, dwarves. I don't know what the the politically correct term is for small people. (coughs) For small people. But whatever it was, they they have totally recruited the whole cast of the Wizard of Oz for the Indiana Hoosiers. I'll tell you that right now. Because Nico Collins dwarfed, DPJ dwarfed every fucking cornerback they came up against. And even if Shea Patterson was blind, he could have thrown the ball as well as he did today. Now listen. You, we all know, and I've said it at nauseum, how much I love to shit on Shea Patterson. But for the last two weeks, this guy has lived up to everything that I, that not just that I wanted, but everything that us as a fan base wanted from this fucking kid. Holy shit, and he should be praised for it. Not only the fact that he reads the blind people and pushes fat people in carts, this motherfucker's finally throwing for over 300 goddamn yards, and he's looking good. Now listen, there are stretches where he looks like he has bet against Michigan, and he's throwing the ball like it. Like, he's overthrowing dudes. Like, you would think Nico Collins was an Olympic high jumper with the how high that guy throws the ball sometimes. And just the timing routes are off on some of them. But listen, I am not going to shit on Shea Patterson after he put up that kind of day. 20 for uh, 20 out of 32 for 366 and five touchdowns. Not one interception. Boo, whatever. Who, who gives a shit? I mean, that's one interception. I think it's like, I wrote it down here, two turnovers since I think the, the Penn State game or even before that. Two turnovers since then. And before that, we had 14. Two. I'm not going to complain about two. Shea Patterson is finally looking like the quarterback we need him to be going into the biggest moment of our season. About fucking time. And look at how many dudes caught the ball today. How many? Let's see. I I know I wrote that down too. Nine wideouts. Nine fucking people caught the ball today. Nine. That's variety, motherfuckers. And then you still have DPJ catching the ball. I, I what? Seriously? And even Tariq Black caught a few that you're like, what? Ronnie Bell, the the fucking college football god, shined down upon Ronnie Bell today and gave him his first touchdown. Uh, no explosive diarrhea yet for uh, Fields, Dobbins, or Chase Young. I see, but I'm sure the the fucking college football gods are listening and are waiting to grant me that wish next week. I don't care. I don't care if all three of them don't play. I just want to beat Ohio State. I don't give a fuck if we win by default. I don't give a shit. I just want to snap this goddamn 
fucking streak and I want to get the fucking monkey off our back. I don't care how we do it. I just don't care. Matter of fact, I think we're just I think we're gonna punch them in the mouth and I don't think they're gonna be ready for it, to be quite honest. Ryan Day, what a fucking dork. Okay, uh, I gotta stay off them because it's all next week. Hate week starts next week. Timmy G, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, you may want to avoid next week because when I talk about Ohio State fans and Ohio State, I'm not talking about you. My Navy brother, you're a great guy. I don't, don't, please don't take any offense to that or any of my Ohio State actual friends. When I talk about them, I am basically envisioning Urban Meyer in my head when I talk shit about these idiots. And then the fat dumb ones, right? That big buck, that big fucking silver-headed asshole that, like, he on purpose paints himself silver. What a fucking dickhole. All right, anyways, let's get back to this game. Yeah, once again, the running game didn't do much, but that's fine. We didn't need it to do much today. Now, that was one of my keys to the game. I thought because Indiana's defense was pretty shitty against the run, we were going, they were averaging something like 100. They were giving up 149 yards per game. So I figured we'd hit them with the run. It was going to be cold weather anyways, and we'll, we'll move on and get out of here, right? Uh, I'm so glad I was wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, what was it? Both Charbonnet and Haskins both got around, well, Charbonnet got 46 yards rushing and Haskins got 44. And I mean, somebody may want to let Haskins know that he's a running back now. He still hits like a fucking linebacker. That dude hits like a freight train. God bless that kid. We are so good right now. We're hitting on all fucking cylinders. And it wasn't the fact that we were getting one or two yards. We were getting good five to six yards every time we ran the ball. We were looking good. We were really looking good at all facets of this game today. Defensively, tell me how fast we are. Come on now. I've been saying it before we even played a fucking game. We were better defensively than we were last season. My God, dude, we are killing it. Absolutely fucking killing it. And you're telling me Dax Hill? Hell, I mean, Hawkins might have just lost his job. And Hawkins was killing it this year. Fucking Daxon Hill is a beast. An absolute 100% beast out there. Eight tackles. Eight solo tackles for that kid. A fucking interception. Come on, man. This guy is fucking the best. He's looking great, and he's a freshman. Cam McGrone kicking ass. I hope Uche's healthy. It looks like he is. He was in the post-interview. It looked like he was okay, but it could be a whole fake job. But they're not as soft as these fat little powder puffs we beat up on in fucking Indiana. That Matthew Bedford? Get the fuck up, you big fat slob. Dude, you're all just weak and soft. I know you started to win a few games and everybody thought you were good. Ah, uh, you were such a good, feel-good story of the year next to fucking Minnesota. And I'll be honest, if Indiana had to play Minnesota, I would hope for a lightning and the whole game would get fucking just uh, defaulted because I couldn't stand to watch both those two lame-ass teams play football. Fuck that shit. I mean, is there any... Have you ever seen a more boring, less exciting uh, pre-game speech than the one that that fucking douche at Indiana did for their team be before the game? What was that? Uh, what, did you guys watch Return of the Titans or remember the Titans before he came out on the field with that little dance routine he had going on? Get the fuck out of here. Who do you think you're playing? This ain't a movie, dickholes. This is actually 
pro. This is actually real football. Like you're going up against real talented players. I know you're all two and three stars, and you think you're four or five because you beat up on some lame ass teams that no one's ever heard of, and a lame ass fucking Penn State team you almost beat. Oh, woo! Oh, yeah, lost by seven points, the same same amount that Michigan did. We can beat them the last four years. Oh, shit, it's been close. No, Michigan's a different team mentally, and I've been saying this for this whole season. Once Michigan mentally gets involved, it's over. I have questioned their mental toughness all year long, and once again, they proved it this game. This I told you this was going to be a test this game. What do they do against a team that is always taking them to the fucking line? Like, Indiana, I give them credit. Over the last couple years, they really have pushed us, right? They really have. But that was because Michigan wasn't mentally tough. Now you have a mentally tough Michigan team with that much fucking speed everywhere on the fucking field. Are you kidding me? What the fuck, man? I am so, so just hurt that we lost that Wisconsin game. I, but you know what? Both these losses needed to happen. In a way, they needed to to wake us the fuck up. So, yeah, maybe we take two steps, one step back in this season to make two to three steps forward next season. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Because this team is so mentally strong right now. I, I don't see us losing to Ohio State. I told you, we're not losing another fucking game. We're going to beat Ohio State. Ohio State looked very beatable today. Very beatable today. The That true freshman quarterback missed a few open kids that were wide fucking open. A more qualified, uh, seasoned uh, quarterback would have made those passes. So I'm hoping Shea is that kid. They ran. Uh, I can't do it. I can't get into Ohio State yet. I'm fucking hyped. I want to just talk some massive shit about that motherfucking team. Um... But seriously, dude, we looked fucking great today. How did we not look great? I mean, I mean, okay, 21-14. There's there are some drawbacks, sure. Okay, Harbaugh's play calling when it gets close to half is for shit. One hundred percent for shit. Quit playing conservative. Quit. Just stop doing it. Let's put our foot on their motherfucking throat and get as many points as possible because if we dick around like this next week and we don't firmly put our th- our foot on the throat of Ohio State, we can lose. Plain and simple, that's what can happen. It just that's what's going to happen. When you have a chance to put points on the board, you need to make every drive fucking count. And if you're on the other opponent's fucking 40, then I don't give a fuck if it's fourth and two. You think Indiana was going to stop us today? What? Just name. Just name on, on a steady, consistent basis how many drives in a row did Indiana stop us today? Zero. 
They stopped. Okay, sorry. They stopped us once or twice. But they, we had the momentum. We had the momentum. Fuck them. They weren't going to do it. They had midgets out on the field guarding Nico Collins. You could have thrown the ball not even high enough for Nico to jump. All he had to do is raise his arms up like a dad holding the ball away from his kid. And Nico Collins would have had it. There's no reason why we needed to fucking be so goddamn conservative going into the half. We should have blown this team out by 50. Like, we should have put 50 on this fucking team. We really should have. We should have put 50 on this fucking team. Now, they didn't, and I'm glad because I picked 38 to 10, so I look a lot smarter than I really am when it comes to this game. But I'm telling you right now, we were con- we were conservative when we didn't need to be, and if we do that again against Ohio State, it's going to fuck us. Plain and simple, it's going to fuck us. There's no way around that. We can't do that. The... Just so many things. Like we we do need to firm up the run med- the run game in the middle. That's another thing that maybe worries me a bit when it comes to Dobbins or even Justin Fields. Justin Fields loves to fucking fake it and then run it right up the goddamn gut. He really does, and we need to stop that. That's was that was the main reason why Indiana scored that first touchdown because they got that big what seventeen twenty seven yard rush down to the fucking five or whatever in the beginning of the game, and that was right up the fucking middle. Right, we need to slow down the seam passes from last week from the tight ends, which we kind of did this week, but still the tight end Hendershot still got a lot of wide open looks, so we need to fucking cool that down. We need to figure that one out. And I'm sure we will. I'm not even going to worry about that. But those are the two things going into Ohio State that worry me is the run up the middle. It always has worried me this whole season. Go back and listen. And then the fucking tight end passing game. That's a little bit worrisome because Ohio State has a fantastic tight end. They really do. Listen, they are beatable. Are they great? Yes. But they are fucking beatable. They're playing their first fucking tough game away from home. They got punched in the mouth today by a team who had a fucking freshman quarterback in the, in the most important parts of the game, and they almost blew it. They almost blew it at home. At home! What is what is Ryan Day? Is he... Is he I, don't, I don't want... Nope, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to be misconstrued, and I don't want to get... I Yeah, nope. Ryan Day, to me, is just a giant douche, so we'll move on. But seriously, how great did Dax Hill today look? Uh, just phenomenal. He's That's why you get five-star kids. That's why you don't sit them on the bench. That's why you play them. So I don't know what Hawkins is going to do. I wish Hawkins comes back and is great. But fuck, man. I, I mean, you have Vincent Gray out there. You have fucking Dax and Hill out there. We looked really good today. Hawkins, he had to, I don't know. I, yeah, Haw, what, Hawkins is great. I love him. Now... I've been saying since the beginning of this season that our team, this team, this defensive team is faster, better than the team we had. And I know last year having Devin Bush was so phenomenal, right? But I think having Devin Bush kind of overshadowed or hid the deficiencies of what we really were working with, right? Because he was so dynamic. Um, So I did a little research. I did a little research. Now, I didn't add in any of the tackles or plays from this week, right? Just didn't do it. But up until this week. Now, I did uh, last year's 
starters. So, like, say at one position group you have Winovich and Gary, and then I put Hutch, baby boy Hutch, and then Pay together, right? And compare the numbers. This, and I'll tell you what I what the people who I'm comparing. Now, listen, I know Devin Gill played a lot. I know there's a lot of different combinations that were out on that defensive field last season, but and even this season. But I just pick the ones that we see on a consistent basis, right? I'm not picking the Donovan Jeters with his eight tackles for loss last season or something stupid. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. So just so you guys get an idea of what we're looking at, maybe this guy's will this will open your eyes to that we're actually a better defense or on our way to being a way more dominant defense, okay? Um, oh, shit, I guess Uche was hurt in the third quarter. My fault. I'm rewatching this game right now, and I told somebody it was late in the game when he got hurt. It was actually 14 minutes in the third quarter. I think he's okay. Now, that would be a big loss if, if he's hurt next week. That would suck because uh, as we get into these numbers, you're going to see the fucking kid's phenomenal. Um, so, position group last year, defensive ends, Winovich, Gary, 53 solo tackles together uh so everything i say as a number is combined combined total so 53 solo 44 assisted 22 tackles for loss eight and a half sacks and one inter and oh and one forced fumble right that was gary and winovich this year baby boy hutch and pay 47 solo tackles now listen gary and Winovich, that was all season, the whole season last year. Now we're comparing up to last week, right? Hutch and Pay, 47 tackles solo, 42 assisted, 19 and a half tackles for loss, 10. Oh wait, I added that one in from eight sacks, eight sacks, no interceptions, obviously because of defensive ends. Um, now we're going to go Monet and Dwan Four. I guess I could have gone Solomon and Dwan Four. Um, but let's face it, Solomon didn't really play that much last year. He was hurt. Monet was mainly the guy. And, oh, and Kemp. I put in Kemp in there as well. So last season, 20 solo tackles for all three of them, 31 assisted tackles, nine tackles for loss, four sacks, and actually one interception. That was by Dwan Four. Okay, now this season, Kemp, 1-4, and Dana. I put Dana as in a defensive tackle. 29 solo tackles. 39 assisted tackles. Already top both of them. 10.5 sacks. 5, oh no, 10.5 tackles for loss. 5 sacks. So already better in every position so far. Defensive end this year is better. Right, and we love Gary, but we all had questions of Rashawn Gary's heart. Winovich, yeah, good, but are you going to tell me that fucking Aiden Hutchinson's not better than Winovich or Pay? The kid's a track star. You say he's not better than Winovich, and I'm proving it right now. They're better. Okay, let's get into the the the, the linebackers because that's where most of the the delusion happens, and for good reason, right? So we did Devin Bush, Hudson. Uche and Ross. I did four of them. Okay. 101 solo tackles for the group. 71 assisted. 25 tackles for loss. 13 and a half sacks. And eight pass defends. Right? So that's 
as a linebacker, you go out and cover the tight end or whatever and defend that pass, right? You you basically pass breakups is what they're saying. So, now this year, we're doing McGrone, Hudson, Uche, and Glasgow, right? I guess I could have just gone uh, McGrone against Bush, but I want you to see the team, the groups together, right? Um, uh, so, Bush and them had 101 solo. McGrone and them have 120 solo tackles. Uh, Bush and Hudson and them last year had 71 assisted. McGrone and them, 107 assists this year. Uh, now, tackles for loss, Bush and Hudson, 25, that group, 25. McGrone and Hudson in this group, 23.5. Uh, 16 sacks for this group this season compared to 13.5. And five passes defended, right, to eight. Now, okay, let's go to Long and Lavert Hill. Uh, two shutdown corners, love them both. Glad to see that David Long made the Rams. I don't know what he's doing right now, but, hey, listen, it takes time to break into a cornerback the the cornerback grouping, you know what I mean? It, that's a pretty tough group to get in there. Jordan, Jordan, uh, oh Jesus, why why am I forgetting Jordan's name? Anyways, we all know who he is. Jordan from uh, you know Jordan. God damn it, it's going to kill me because I'm going to stop this podcast and it's going to fucking. You're probably screaming it out right now as I'm saying it. Oh well, fuck it. Anyways, so Long and Hill, twenty solo tackles. 11 assists, 3 tackles for loss, 2 interceptions, 1 went for a touchdown, and 10 passes defended, right? Now we'll go Amory Thomas and LaVert Hill. 39 solo tackles, 9 tackles, uh, 9 assisted tackles, 4 for loss, 6 interceptions, 6 compared to 2. And we're not even done with the season yet. 6 interceptions, let that sink in. Six interceptions. Now, none of them went for touchdowns, but still, six interceptions to two. And then nine pass defended with two forced fumbles. Or no, with two fumbles recovered. Okay? That's impressive. You go, you, that's four. I mean, that's huge. That's drastic. Then you go Metellus, Kennel, and Watson. Ugh, Brandon Watson, the bane of my existence. Um,. Good, very opportunistic, very uh, seasoned, very uh, experienced defensive safety backfield, right? 105 total solo tackles, very impressive. 48 assisted, 9.5 for a loss, 6 interceptions, that's very good. 3 of them went for touchdowns, that's very good actually. 2 by Watson, 1 by Metellus. And then 13 pass defends, right? Defended. Now we'll go Metellus, Hawkins, and Daxon Hill. 73, so vastly different. But like I said, uh, this team still has uh, Indiana stats and, and Ohio State from how I counted this shit up. So 73 solo, 50 assists, 5 for loss. Okay, 2 interceptions. That's a big... Okay, so... And then seven pass defense. So our safeties, they're faster, though. That's the thing. Metellus is a better version of Kennel. And then Hawkins is a much more athletic version right now than what Metellus was. Metellus is the constant, though. Metellus doesn't get as much credit as he should. 
they're fantastic. He's he's a fucking beast. He's been one of the steady guys on that defense for his three years playing. Now, uh, what was it? 2016. He actually was a viper when when uh, Peppers all of a sudden got hurt or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, and then Daxon Hill. I mean, come on, man. That dude's a game changer. You put Daxon Hill in that game for Brandon Watson last year, what happens? We'll see, because we'll see how Daxon Hill can cover Olave this year, right? Because that's what's really going to happen. Daxon Hill is going to be guarding Olave, and then we just hope for the best after that. And Olave, like, oh, my God. Did, did Hey, before we go anywhere, did anybody check on Joel Klatt to see how he if he's doing okay? Because he was... There was a, a massive choking hazard today because he had all of Olavi's dick and balls in his throat today as he was deep-throating it so much. Silky smooth. What are you trying to fuck this guy? Or what are you trying to go on a date, Joe Clat? Silky smooth. What are we at, a jazz club, you fucking weird white dude? Get the fuck out of here. Stop. Silky smooth. Get the fuck out of here, Joel Klatt. Can you lick his taint and suck his dick and his balls at the same time? Can you do that, Joel Klatt? Because if so, you are a Buckeye. I think that's the, actual, that's the actual definition of Buckeye. You can suck balls and lick taint. I think that's the definition. Maybe for Buckeye ladies. Hello, ladies. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get weird on this one. But seriously, please, somebody check all the hospitals to make sure that Joel Klatt has had uh, Olave's dick and balls removed from his throat because I'm very worried for his professional speaking career. I mean, he calls games. He calls them poorly most of the time. And when and he's a big Michigan fan, so that seems to be good. But when you're deep-throating the enemy, it's hard to believe that you can say anything positive about fucking uh, Harbaugh when your tongue is tickling the taint of uh, Olave. So, uh, that's pretty much all I got to say this week. But, God damn it, isn't it great? How awesome did we look today, guys? Our defense is better. It's proven. They even put up a stat today on how fast our defense is and how many miles per hour they run. I didn't know if that was needed, but they're fucking fast. Shea finally has removed his full head from his butthole, and he's throwing it like he should. Like a five-star quarterback who had all this hype should do. He's looking like the Shea we always wanted him to be. That is fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. He really is. I just There's so much going right right now with this team. I don't want to bag on any of it. I just want to sit back and enjoy and love it. And that's right. I live in a world where we're going to beat Ohio State. So if you guys want to live in the world where we don't, then, you know, hey, I guess that eases the pain a little bit, right? A little bit, like... If you believe Ohio State is going to beat us or not beat us, what's the level of pain you feel? So let's say you believe we're going to beat Ohio State, and let's say you're super high like I am. That like that's a that's a ten, right? Or like if we lose, that's a ten pain. Like that's the highest level of pain you can feel for a loss, which is ten. But if you already think that Ohio State's going to beat us. It still hurts. Don't act as if it doesn't. Because if, if you're like around a 2-3 to three pain for an Ohio State beatdown, then you're really not a Michigan fan. So even if you do think we're still going to lose, it's still going to hurt you around an 8. 
So why not believe? Why not believe? And fucking, because when we win, it's going to be a 10. And listen, I know, I know there's a lot of you who doubt it. That's okay. You earn the right. Because listen, <laughs> if we hadn't had that second half comeback in Penn State and looked the way we did, I might be on the same plane as you. Maybe. But this team's different, guys. This team is different. And that Ohio State team showed today they can be beat. And they're going to be away from home. And they're playing right in the, in the same place where we play amazing. And by the way, Shea is, too, is undefeated in the big house. So even Shea Patterson plays better at home. Guys, we finally have a good team playing Ohio State in the big house. 2015, we had Ruddock and a bunch of nobody nothings on offense. We were never as good as Ohio State in 2015. We just weren't. I would love to say we were, but we just weren't. We were slow defensively. Our defensive coordinator was already dreaming the dreams of Maryland fucking football. And we, we were nowhere near offensively what we are this year. 2017, we had John O'Fucking Corn, and we still almost beat Ohio State. John O'Corn overthrowing uh, Gentry by like eight yards of the air, like somehow Gentry could fucking win the gold medal in the high jump. Um, that he hits that that pass, we win that game. But we had John O'Fucking Corn. We don't have that this year. We have a real team this year. We have a real team at home where we play better than anywhere else, obviously, right? And they're coming to us. And Penn State showed us how to beat them. If you are that, if you're still that worried, I don't know what to tell you, man. I just don't. Maybe now I'm finally understanding what Christians talk about when they talk about faith. I have faith that we're going to beat Ohio State. And I know it's the most pathetic way to be talking about faith. I get it. I totally do. But I have fucking faith. Dude, we, this, I told you, this game was a test to show where we were mentally. It was on the road. It was against a team that has taken us to overtime every time we've been there in the Jim Harbaugh era and we fucking beat their ass today we fucking did that fucking Shea Patterson played like a dog today he played like a fucking dude fucking everybody played great today what more this was a test that we've been passing every test so far since that the second half of that Penn State game you guys gotta believe because we're going to do it we're going to beat Ohio State this year we're going to do it and if anybody knows any Wolverines let them hear this because we believe in you motherfuckers you just have to believe in yourself. Get over that mental hurdle that you can't do it because you can. Who the fuck are they? They don't shit gold. They don't fucking grow wings and fly up with the angels. They don't do any of that. They're just like you. They're horny little fucking teenagers who don't know what else to do but just be good at sports. That's you guys. It's the same fucking shit. And we're at home. We can beat these motherfuckers. We can beat them. And Ryan Day, look at that 
dumb. He might have downs. He might have a touch of downs. I'm not sure. Have you looked at him? He looks slow. He may be on the spectrum. He is kind of slow. I'm telling you. I, I, I don't know. I'm telling you he might. And this isn't even making fun. I think this is a mental health thing that we need to look into because he may be the poster cho He might be the poster person for people with downs or even people on the spectrum because look how high they can climb. I'm being very positive. I'm being very forthright and just being like, hey, listen, let's push the mentally handicapped as far as they can go. They can reach all the heights that normal people can because look at Ryan Day. He's slow, and look how high he's climbed. That's all I want to say, guys, is that, hey, it is great. It is fucking great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.